0: click tennis now oh? ye with uh, my boy Rohan. Rohan and we have Brittany over here um, What's up? yo for all you people that say all my friends are freaking Asian well I brought two non-asians to the house <laughs> and uh yeah man um so I thought it'd be really cool because um I think one thing that we all have in common is that we all came to California like you guys came from Texas and I came from Boston and stuff oh people are already joining um um, I thought it was like really cool we all have our different reasons for coming here man so I just want to talk about it and it's really relaxed type of thing it's just a conversation we'd probably be having this conversation even if people weren't even watching so why don't you guys introduce yourselves man um I'll start with the ladies first man
1: Why, thank you. Um, hey, what's up, everybody that's joining in? My name is Brittany Nicole Gonzalez. I am a dance artist from San Antonio, Texas, from the south side, uh-huh. and yeah, Texas pride all the way, but got mad love for LA. Been here for about three and a half years now, so. Hitting, trying to hit that 10-year mark when you're like officially an Angelino, but yeah, <laughs> I'll pass it on over to Rohan.
2: Okay, awesome. So my name is Rohan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a clothing brand called RKT. I came out here to, you know, pursue my fashion career and I also do some digital media work. Um, and yes, yeah, so I've only actually been out in LA for about two months. Um, I'm currently still working, you know, my nine to five or whatever. Um, took a year off from school actually. Uh, it's crazy. I'm from Fort Worth. She's from San Antonio. It's like two hours away from each other and uh, yeah, <laughs> Just uh, met Kevin through uh, actually the way same way how, how uh, we met Brittany and uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty cool how we first met because we actually all met through uh, jump cut Academy actually mm-hmm. um, Yep, there was shoot- Oh my oh my god. They're shooting at this baller ass house like really <laughs> expensive ass house Brittany, did you take a lot of IG photos there and stuff?
1: I took a few, but I'm that kind of person I forget to take pictures because I'm so just like enamored with the scenery and I'm like, wow, wow. I think I got a good picture, Ro- right? Yeah, but Rohan actually helped me take the yeah. picture that went up on the Instagram. It was really cute. But it was it was such a cool space to meet everyone in and I felt like everybody just jumped right in and was very like cool about it, just kicked back. And just hanging out. And it was so much fun. What was the other guy that we were talking to? I forgot his name. Um,
2: was it the Hispanic guy? Or was he white? Yeah. No, we didn't know the white people, I, right? No. <laughs>
1: I can't remember. No, his last name was Gonzalez, I remember because um, we Felipe, had the same right? last Is that his
2: name. Felipe. 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 Felipe.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's who I
2: was. Yeah, let's see. So let's see. Sarf Sarf said, How are you? He was probably talking to you. Don't
1: don't mind me
2: california yeah,
0: what, what, are you, what are you drinking right now anyway?
1: i made a margarita with some tahini in it so that's why it looks brown <laughs> so I, like... <laughs> 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 I know i'm a certified bartender okay you gotta you gotta oh, know really? like your different hustles when you come out to la that's like biggest advice is like Uh, before you come out one like have a good amount of money two have a good budget plan and three like know all your side hustles so that way when you come out here you have like multiple ways of making money in order to support like what you really want to do it's so important
0: i'm curious like what are some of your side hustles that you have
1: so i bartend Uh i dog i dog sit okay i do makeup yeah I also do administrative work, so mm-hmm. I work at an office. Uh-huh. Um, I also do social media, so I help one of my friends. She's got a uh, online coaching and YouTube channel, and I help edit her like social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work with my boyfriend's um, mm-hmm. vape juice company. Yeah. So I I help I help do <laughs> promo work for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do a lot, you guys. Uh, so how did else?
0: how did you learn how to do all this <laughs> stuff, man? That's quite a bit.
1: I learned the hard way. I learned when I was dead ass broke, like, <laughs> and oh, not thanks. knowing what to do. So it was like, okay, let me take a second and look at all the skills I have, yeah, and look at what I can what's the first step I can do? And so that's how I I got into bartending first because I had just enough money to, like, start classes. And then the... The, um, the program that I was part of, they actually, like, let you do gigs while you learn. Yeah. So the first gig the first gig that I landed, I made, like, $400 in four hours. And I was like, oh, my God. It was so amazing. <laughs> and then I just took it from there. It's, like, all networking and just mm. really utilizing what you've got and, like, working from there. It's It's been a hard process, but...
0: Yeah, one of the Whatever. things I really respect about you, Brittany, is because like mm-hmm. people might look at you and she's like they they look at you and they might be like, oh, she doesn't she doesn't like know anything. But you're actually really smart and you're really, really hardworking, <laughs> man. I love that about
1: you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a common misconception. <laughs> yeah. I actually like I have my bachelor's degree. Um, I studied theater and dance. I know what I'm talking about. And I think another thing is just always remaining a student no matter what environment you're in. Just always soaking up what you can and going into it with the with the intention to learn and, and grow. That's so things. That's a huge compliment. Thank yeah. you.
2: What um <laughs> so I have a quick question for you. So like what's your ultimate end goal? I know right now you're doing a lot of side hustles and you know, a lot of like this, this and that. But like what's like your ultimate like like your LA, like your dream, like your dream job, dream position, whatever.
1: Oh well. There's like different tiers, so I have like my ultimate, like ultimate, but then I have like my next step, and then I have like my middle ground. So, which one would you like to know?
2: I want to know. Give me all, <laughs> start, start start with uh start with the the, the ultimate first, and then work okay. It.
1: So okay, cool. So my ultimate goal would be to have, and I I get so nervous expressing this to people because I feel like it's too big sometimes, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I would really like to own my own skyscraper that has all the different levels that contribute to my whole like company. I want to have a my own entertainment company where I take in kids who are really talented, uh, specifically kids who are from like lower income neighborhoods or don't have as much like access, um, similar to my upbringing. And I want the building to have everything like a dance studio, recording studio, yoga studio, like everything it takes to develop an artist like whole like wholesomely. So everything Mm -hmm. from spiritually, artistically, physically, like a gym, everything. Um, So that way, when I walk into work every day, I'm like helping to build artists that are going to that are going to contribute to this world and be of like a high vibe frequency because I feel pop stars today are cool but i feel like if we could raise the bar even higher for the people who have like so much voice in mm-hmm. our society we could take it like so far you know mm-hmm. so that's
0: that how, how did you yeah. get that like first vision to have like a something like a skyscraper man like that's uh that's a pretty uh, that's pretty specific that's very specific. <laughs>
1: that's very specific i'm a very visual person yeah. so it kind of just came to me. I was like, well, I want I want this here, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this. So I was like, well, how else would you be able to put that all in one space? Can you see me? I'm getting a call, but I don't know if it's, like, yeah, messing with yeah, me. fine. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so the only way I could see it all yeah, happening okay. is if it was, like, all stacked on top of each other. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. And then I just had this vision of me, like, walking in front desk like hello miss gonzalez hello, <laughs> like all right getting in the elevator going up to the dance studio see how the kids are doing all right you're doing great go up to the next someone's in the recording studio like making their new album I'm like yeah it sounds good blah, blah blah you know what i mean like yeah. that's just what i saw
3: <laughs> yeah that's
1: cool man. so so yeah that's that's where i see it going
0: um but did you have middle like, ground did you have this like kind of like vision when you were like a kid or more teenager or more recently like I'm trying to get the time frame
1: okay yeah so this was more recently in my adult life when I was a kid like a tiny kid my dream was to be a pop star and that's, mm. that's still something I like want to like dive into but yeah. I'm going through this phase where I'm like ripping away all of the things that are like making me scared to actually go for it so I'm in that process of just letting go of all doubts and fears and
0: what exactly figuring it you? out? What exactly scares uh, me right now about about doing that?
1: Um, I think it's like with change comes like discomfort, and I know it's gonna take a lot of shifting and lifestyle change and mm-hmm. things I'm gonna have to let go of. Cause like think about it, if you like really want to do something like that, you're becoming really vulnerable in front of a lot of people. You don't know how much you're gonna grow, or you don't even know how much you're gonna fail. Like it's just like. It's a whole new paradigm shift for myself, and I'm like, "Am I ready to dive into that? Like, are you ready?" I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. Maybe. Ah, but I know it's what I want, so it's like, just do it."
2: <laughs> One thing that um I think with now with social media and stuff, I feel like you can almost create your own career. Like you can be like your own pop star, versus to you know going through like the traditional Hollywood route you know, having to get signed with, like, you know, TV network or whatever, and that's, that's the beauty in it, and it gives you the freedom to do what you want to do, you know, you don't have to put on a phone for,
1: you know, a show or whatever. Definitely. I think that's another thing is that seeing people who are very, like, famous on social media, especially right now, I don't know if y'all keep up with, like, YouTube community stuff or the beauty community in particular, Mm -hmm. it's, like people yeah, are being so wrong. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh yeah, yeah. You know, i mean so i don't know because i don't i don't know how much it bleeds into mainstream youtube like yeah, yeah. so um lots of people in the beauty community are like being dragged like just being dragged so hardcore and i think that's another fear of mine like oh my god what if like one day somebody finds out something about me and then they drag me on the internet and blah blah blah, blah.
0: when you say like, dragged like what do you exactly mean
1: like people are like crucifying. Like they'll mm. find like Laura Lee, for example, she some people mm. um uncovered some racist tweets from her past. Not saying I had racist tweets in my past, but I have some dumb shit I'm I've probably said. Yeah. But um she yeah, so like she had these racist tweets from like five, six years ago and like people like were just like it was so bad like death threats and like they ruined her entire career like she lost so many deals and stuff not saying what she said in those tweets was okay by any means but i just feel like the ratio is just like way off like people are just being like really hard Yeah. yeah just intolerable like people make mistakes people can learn and people can change and i don't know
0: yeah and i i like here's the thing i like what i realize these days is like dude everybody fucking gets so outraged over everything right right now in our current yeah they're really sensitive and it's like here's the thing i think we have to like as a society and stuff we have to show more compassion toward people man like realize that people fuck up in life right you're right maybe what she said wasn't wasn't like i don't know pc or whatever But Mm -mm. we should should, like we should just learn to like hey forgive and stuff as a society and also like I think Joe Rogan makes a great point where like you can't you're you're definitely not the same person that you were like seven years ago. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely
1: not. I I couldn't agree with you more on that statement. I feel like that's where there's a huge lacking. I feel like there was a huge shift in like people. Waking up and seeing things that are not okay, that's not okay. that's not okay. You can't say that. That's mm, mm, probably shouldn't say that. But also, I feel like there needs to be a shift in like how we approach it and how we move forward from it. because um, yeah, I, we're definitely lacking in the compassion department like, on a grand scale, I, it's I funny agree because
0: all of us are like minorities and we're talking about like we're talking about this and I feel like there's so many people that who are like pissed
2: off for us and yeah, that's so funny like why people are pressed and yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy.
0: Yo, I can't speak for all my people. But what I can say is like for me personally, I'm okay with I dude I rather have like a freaking KKK member down the street fucking you know, I hate tanks and stuff. <laughs> Because that's the beauty of America, my, that's why my family came to America, so we could express, like, no matter what your view is, like, no matter how fucked up it is, at least no one can silence you, but when you go down that route of, like, getting silenced and shit, like, dude, it's a slippery slope, what do you silence, what don't you do, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it's like, what boundaries are there? Because yes, you can express what you want, but where is that boundary where it's like where it starts to affect other people? Like, because you know, you can't have somebody who's like KKK, I hate blacks, this and that, and then is like shooting people or something. I don't know. Like, there's there's that's the borderline. That's That's the borderline. borderline,
0: borderline. Like, I'm just talking about expression, not like physical violence. I see.
1: Yeah, got it. But wouldn't like. (sighs) here's a theory but doesn't it like inch you like more like the more you feel like you can get away with the more like it you take this step and then it's this step like first it's just saying things and the next it's just doing little things here that i don't know that's but I'm that's just the playing beauty of it advocate. because
0: like dude when people <laughs> are like who are like non-educated like like in you're not silencing the other side there's you can have discussion and you guys can debate and there's I'm freedom
2: of communication right there, right? Yeah. hmm
1: right.
3: And
2: See, that- I don't get offended, personally. Like, I've never been i never been the type of person to get offended. Like, if say if a white person came up to me and was like, oh, you effing N-word, you know? I don't want to cuss on the ninja. I- and you get monetized, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, if people do that, like, I mean, I just... <laughs> In my perspective, I'm just like that's really ignorant and I'm I'm not gonna let that anger me, you know? I feel like if you show mm-hmm. them some type of response, it just fuels them even more like you're like they're getting to you. I mean, that's with anything. If anything gets to you, people are like, Oh, I'm gonna keep messing with them. But if it ever like, yeah. if got to the point to where it's like he's like, You effing whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then he came up and like hit me, then that's a whole nother story. That's a that, world that, star, that, right? that's why yeah. yeah, that's physical, you know. But I mean as far as verbal, um, especially when you have your own beliefs and stuff, I mean I I'm not like I said, I don't take offense. I mean, like he said, it's America. You know, people have their own opinions. America. I may not believe, he. he might, you know, we might all disagree on something. But, you know, I just don't. I don't think it should get to the fiscal level. That's that's the borderline. Yo, sure. let me ask yeah. you. Guys, have
0: you guys ever, like, like growing up or anything? Uh, Have you, like, have you guys, like, faced any sort of racism? That sort of stuff? I probably remember.
2: <laughs> like, dude, I look at your face yeah you know, like, hell yeah yeah i mean it's it's very like uh but i haven't experienced like straight up like somebody came up to me and said that but it's very subliminal like um like sublim. i don't even know the word for it but like so like back when i was in high school there's a walgreens down the street from the high school got out of school walked in the walgreens you know all these white kids walk in you know whatever i come in with my backpack they're like oh you need to take off your backpack and leave it by the thing oh, shit. or like they're always like watching me and stuff i'm like it, now that now that irritates me. Not gonna lie, that <laughs> irritates me. Just if I you just say something, you know, and it's just like I don't know. Yeah. Like I've experienced a lot of that throughout my life, and just even like you know I'm gonna I'll get to this. Uh, I've actually talked to girls who you know their parents are racist, and no, like Asian, I don't know. Why like, are you look at me? Man? I don't Asian, know. <laughs> Asian parents? They oh probably, yeah, they and They, pro- they probably are. By the way, they were. They were Asian parents, and it's just like it's just like they were already judging me based on you know just the color of my skin, and it's funny because. They're, you know, like like say like that girl's brother. He's Asian and he does way worse stuff than I do. You know, mm-hmm. like harder stuff. I don't, you know, but it's just like they already have that judgment based on the color of my skin, and it, and it really right. sucks. Cause it's like, I mean, there's some things you can't control, especially you know talking, you know, talking or dating a girl. It's like if you're around the family and stuff, it's just like an awkward vibe. I just and it it sucks. It really sucks. But what can you do? But at the same time, there's a lot of pros and con. There's a lot of pros to you know being like i'm not like i'm not like i'm like oh i wish i was like white or asian or whatever it's just like i'm very happy and blessed that i'm half black half indian especially because i get to you know see two completely different you know cultures yeah and uh yeah basically just a mix of that so i've definitely experienced a lot of racism though especially in Texas too. <laughs> it's just like oh really it, like it, <laughs> what happened i mean like i said just like the subliminal stuff um <laughs> asian parents white parents um just uh even you know even like, this is weird, but, like, even my mom, she would rather me go out at night. If I was going to, like, the Sonic down the street, she'd rather me go with a white friend than by myself, you know? And it's not is even... It, is it that bad? Don't... I mean, I think it's just the fear. I mean, I feel mm. like the media and stuff really portrays that fear. Um, You know, you had Trayvon Martin and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it, it like, there's this movie that's coming out, actually. I just saw a preview. And uh, it was talking about, like, how some black kid, you know, just was reaching to get his brush and then got shot by a cop. It's, so. I, yeah and, and that, that actually angers me you know mm. and i guess it's just that fear like like when i go out at night i'm afraid to put on a hoodie you know because i might seem suspect or something you know yeah. and, that's uh, so crazy yeah especially being you know they don't know they're like what is he a terrorist or is he a gangster they just they look at me they're confused so um but yeah it's definitely it's that's def- just
1: so unfair though like you shouldn't have to there's, think there's, twice about what you're gonna wear like that's it sucks. That's it, so crazy.
2: Yeah, like I can't go out with the hood. Like if it's cold, I'd rather put my hoodie down and just like deal with the cold than have any risk of, you know, doing that. And one thing about coming to Cali, uh, I just feel a lot more comfortable with the cops too. Like I've had friends who like, uh, like they'll get caught with a little bit of weed, like that are black and they'll go to jail for the weekend, like a little bit. And then I have white friends that get caught with like tons and then or like harder drugs mm-hmm. and they just, they don't even get a ticket, they get a warning, you know? It's, it's, uh, <sighs> it's definitely uh that's why yeah it's, it's it's just uh it's a whole nother world you know it's even over here i mean just america in general you just have races so
0: yeah but honestly like i wouldn't want to be anywhere anywhere else but after listening to like all the shit that you go through i think this is the importance of like freedom of expression because like you guys can communicate your point of view like for me like i i can't relate to that because like of like the minority, I don't know what they call us, like Asian. People. You're the, Smart, you're the
1: yeah. um, model minority.
0: Yeah, there yeah. we go, model yeah, minority. minority. Yeah, Still so yeah. America, right, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like hard for me, like I I never had to go through that, and so it's really like it gives a lot of perspective once you like shine that um light on that. But how about you, Brittany? Like, what kind of stuff have you gone through? Yeah, there's
3: a uh, <laughs> I
0: know. There's um, a of- it's
1: funny because. What are you you saying, Rohan? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I I rarely, and I've I've come to terms with this, that I actually, as a light-skinned Latina, that comes with a lot of privileges. Like, I honestly haven't ran into much blatant racism if anything i get more of the stereotype like oh you're latina you're supposed to be curvy and spicy and this and that and fierce <laughs> and i am all those things but like it's i not am because the stereotype but you
0: know, <laughs> you know i'm more but, than that
1: I, I am i'm way more than that exactly and um the one time that that was really that really got to me actually was when I was dating this Chinese guy in college.
0: <laughs> Why does he have to be Chinese man?
1: Cause, cause this, this is true. important. It's, okay. it's, it's important to the story. Damn. So he can't, so his parents were like, he was first generation. So his parents were from China Yeah. and, um, his mom like straight up told him that she didn't like me because I was Mexican. And I was like, you know all what? right. Throughout this conversation, well then. I
2: feel like, I'm sorry. I think Asians are more racist than white people. Oh hell yeah, dude! I feel like I'm not. Even, I'm being so serious, and it's funny. You know, it's funny, but it's you're true. Right. Like I, I mean, I've had more. I've literally had more racism from Asian people than white people in my life.
1: Well, the difference is here's the difference: is that when a white person is racist, it contributes to the systematic racism in the country. But when an Asian person is, it's like it doesn't really have the same effect. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have the same grander scale effect as when white people are. So yeah, I don't think, that's, that. like,
0: I don't think that's like well known. Like, <laughs> dude, like a lot of the nobody age- talks about it, bro. No, nobody talks <laughs> about Asian <laughs> about <it. laughs> I mean, like it's funny because you see, the, you see the skits and people talk about it like within our community, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like well known within like, like general population. Like no. all of J.K. films, like they're they're like comedic skits. It's all based on like it's like racist humor and stuff like that and mm-hmm. how Asians are so racist against everyone and stuff. So. But Yeah. Yeah. Fun, but, I feel but how like, did that make uh, you feel like when when the mom said that to you,
1: man? It made me feel like I was dirty or something. I'm like really? what? Like it made me feel so gross and yeah. I'm like you don't even know me and then I didn't I didn't feel comfortable at their place. Mm. Needless to say, it didn't work out. I feel you on that. All that you don't even feel
2: comfortable going to the house anymore. You're like, you yeah, just feel weird. Like I just like it's just like you feel like you don't belong. Like, like I don't know. It's yeah, a, it's, a, it's, a, weird it's a weird. It's a weird, weird like, feeling. And it's not even like you've done anything. It's not like who you are, or what you've done, or like you've done something bad to him. It's literally because of your <laughs> ethnicity. Dude, I'm like thinking about that movie Get Out right now. Dude, that... Wait, okay you know what's so funny
1: <laughs> about that that movie i watched it okay so i watched it and then the second time i watched it i watched it can i say um that i was under the influence of something
0: sure okay okay i don't so i don't I care what it... you say it's fine it, it doesn't matter.
1: okay yeah okay <laughs> yeah. so i watched it while i was high yeah. and i was like Pfft. like that movie is so genius the way that they constructed it like yeah. when you watch it a second time It has a whole nother, it's a whole nother experience. Mm. And then because I was high, I make like different connections Connections to movies and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So that movie is just so genius. I love it so much. So good.
2: It's crazy though. But like at the same time, like all this, like kind of like subliminal racism and stuff, it kind of fuels me in a weird way. Like I kind of like, it's like, all right, so you want to look at me like that? Like I'll prove you wrong, you know? it's kind of yeah like, definitely because even like just to say for instance like me as a black male dropping out compared to white male dropping out is completely different it's looked at it in a completely different aspect you know mm. um so i don't know it, it it does feel me it almost makes me want to like prove them wrong in in a sense but not even for mm-hmm. them it's for like myself mm. if that if that makes any sense i get that too but here's the thing that i don't like especially like
0: with asians right now is just like um in the Asian community, it's kind of like, um... You know that movie Crazy Rich Asians and stuff? Yeah.
1: I, I haven't want, seen it.
0: But you heard of it, and you heard the hype. Like, the only thing... My biggest fear is, like, dude, I just want it to be a good fucking movie. Not just, like, because it's an Asian cast or Asian people in it, you know? Like, dude, I just right. want to be a fucking good film. And I don't want to be, like, that, that token, you know? Mm-hmm. Just known for being, oh, that Asian guy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, like, mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. a huge insult, man. Yeah
1: yeah totally Um, I haven't seen that movie though but I I have been hearing reviews that it actually is a good movie like not just not just because it's like an all Asian cast that it like legitimately is a really good movie so I'm looking forward to seeing it you see what David
0: said? (laughs) I want to read out this comment David says I used to mess with this white girl grandparents were racist but they were like I would have voted for Obama for a third term term racist." racist
2: I don't get it. That's my homeboy David. Actually, shout <laughs> <Gotcha>, to David. <laughs>
1: this is fucking funny. Oh my god! I wish I could see the comments and stuff. I can't see any oh, of it. That's uh, not fair. Yeah. I sure do I have it. to go on your Facebook? To, I think like, so. But you it? have
0: to, uh, you have
2: to mute the mute the. You have to do it, like on your phone or something. If you go on YouTube yeah. on your phone and then click on it and yeah. then just like look at like the chat. Like don't look at the. Because if you look at your phone and do it, it's gonna trip you out. Yeah, but shout out to David. Thanks for hopping on the live, bro. I know yeah. you saw my Instagram. That, that's fucking. F- that's freaking funny. That is man. funny. <laughs> it's true though. I think I actually talked to him funny. about that. Yeah. Really? Damn. It's uh, it's scary. You know, actually. All right. You know, what, I'll tell you guys a little story. So mm-hmm. there was this one white girl. I, was, I wasn't really talking to, talking to, but we were texting and stuff, and we hung out one time, and then um, she was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, my dad like hates black people." I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, he has like a lot of guns and stuff." I was and I just blocked her after that. That's that's actually scary, dude. Like I could literally lose my life just because of like it's that's scary. Like that that actually like gives me like Goosebumps and yeah
3: Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> then you know what's you know what's true? That somebody just said it American prince uh whoever American princess
0: Prince Princess says there's racists everywhere. <laughs> it is very true. And you Sage know one thing i I've I've noticed... says Texas got racist and then David
2: says, yes, we have Texas, Texas wild. Is wild. Yeah, no, but really there's a lot of racists that are, um, my dad told me if he, he always told me if you have like a neighbor yeah. and then, and they don't invite you over for anything. And they're it's just like throughout like many years, it's like they're most likely, like, there's a lot of racists, but they won't like verbally say it. Mm. They only talk about it in like their family or like at home. Mm. There's a lot of that, a lot, a lot of that.
0: But what do you guys think about like people who like are in your community, right? And they're the the type that, like, kind of. I don't want to say prove the, like they fit the stereotype and like they're like fuck man like I I don't know about you guys but for me it's just like fuck man this is why we can't this is why we can't have good shit in life. You know what I mean? Like you know do you know I, you I don't know how verbal. Yeah. You, like Asians
2: that like fit the stereotype is we're talking about Like
0: like yeah people in like your like your ethnicity and stuff and they just. They d- purely fit the stereotypes, and you're like,
2: "Fuck,"
3: yeah.
0: I don't know. For me, I'm no, like, it's fuck.
2: true, and that's why, like, when black people act stupid and they do some dumb stuff, I'm like, "My bro, you're just you're you're literally filling the stereotype, it, and it makes it worse, and it makes it hard." But at the same time, I don't know. There's. <laughs> There's sometimes I see like, some videos on the internet and stuff and I'm like, okay, well now I see why they're afraid of me when I walk out. You know what I mean? It's just like- it's, Well,
1: you kind of have to like dissect the stereotype. Like, okay, what is it first of all? Like, let's take the stereotype, like a really like simple one. Like all black people like watermelon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Just for example. No, you okay? don't understand I'm like that. okay go ahead but hold on but if you really dissect where where does that come from if you look back in time like at the old like minstrel um cartoons they used to depict depict black people like eating like eating the watermelon like that but come on everybody fucking loves watermelon watermelon's so good just because when a black person likes it oh all of a sudden you know like that's sorry that was a really silly example no it's, whatever it's like really not. you have to like dissect it it comes from somewhere and it's a result of something oh you
2: don't understand because like that literally kevin tells me that all that's like anytime we're out somewhere and there's watermelon dude you about the jump cut thing yeah we we're like there's like a little like a little like all these fruits and there's a little bit of watermelon it's like hey ron you, I, I know you're going crazy you, you want some watermelon like no what? i didn't say hey, i you it, said, i didn't you said- say you like you're going crazy i was like hey rohan wants some watermelon yeah I like gave you randomly, that look. there's all that fruit all that fruit it's just like consistently i don't know yeah
1: it's funny but but i feel like there's also a new wave of like racial stereotypical jokes like that where it's like you're not actually like you're making fun of the joke that is the joke where it's like, like we're making hey, fun of the, the ignorant watermelon. people yeah, out yeah. there like like that right? exactly yeah, yeah. exactly you're not actually thinking that yeah, yeah. exactly what you that that just said yeah
2: like you're like super nah he's just oh, yeah. it's, it's just like one of those things that it's, it's funny that you just, <laughs> specifically point out that one yeah it's because it came from nowhere too
0: it's funny but i'm thinking about like worse ones right like mm-hmm. black people i know it's something yeah like that That's right true. that you know, one i've never stolen a
2: day in my life i haven't taken anything ever so how does it make you feel like when you see someone who's black who steals it's just like bro you're your fitness there but then you know what's funny a lot of my white friends they steal more than black people and that's because they get away with it. You know, like they, they'll go to exactly lecture. when I was younger, when I was younger, um, we little well, not me, but like I used to know these kids that these white kids, they used to go to Academy and elite socks are really popular, but they were like $15 a pop for a pair of socks. So they would go in, grab a whole bunch of elite socks, put them on like 10, 15 pair of socks and then walk out and then no one would say anything. And then like, you know, like me or like one of my friends, like they'll come in, like check us and we haven't even like touched anything or went in the dressing room, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah and and you think there's this stereotype about um black people being thugs or criminals or mm-hmm. this or that like you know just negative things like that but and but, there are mm-hmm. a lot of people in black communities that do fit those roles oh, she, she, but oh. then you but then you have to think <laughs> you have to think about like the history and like what series of events led up to so many black people being stuck in these kind of like impoverished communities. Like it was a systematic thing that happened. Like nobody legit like chooses to be that way. There were so many times that when black communities would um, thrive, like I forgot where this happened. And I mm-hmm. thought I suck at remembering details about history, but there was a point in time when there was this huge black community. I want to say it was in Chicago Sad and they it. were on the rock. They That's were right. they were on the rise, like they were they had oh. they were thriving with like all types of black-owned businesses and everything, and it, and it all got burned down. Um, because I, I like, get it, right? Like I, I understand yeah. what you're
0: saying, right? Have more compassion. Mm-hmm. to I understand where people are at, right? But I'm, I'm right. talking about that gut react. I'm not talking about like an intellectual. I see I'm what you're talking about. I the see gut reaction, like the fuck, man, like or you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Man. Sorry, I get so philosophical, but
0: yeah, and no, it's like, no, no, I get it. Like,
1: but but it's like, where's that gut gut retching feeling coming from? Like where why do you have that? Oh, because life? it's
0: like, dude, I'm like because I'm not like that, you know, and I hate like um, It's kind of like you, you know, like when people just assume that you don't have no substance to, to you You're just another pretty face. How does that make you feel right? It's almost the same type of feeling that I get too. So mm. Yeah, I get it like it, it's-
1: Kind of like, why are you ruining it for all of us who are actually, like, trying to do something else and be fit a different, like, mold kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. So, coming out—okay, I'm going to change it up a little bit. So, coming out to California, did you come, like, straight up—okay. <laughs> I mean, I, we can keep talking about this. No, no, I didn't even expect to be talking yeah. about race and I know, because cause that's what the— I know. Yeah. <laughs> So coming out to California, did you have any um like did anybody like did you go like straight out of like did you guys graduate, graduate from UT and then just came straight over here? Like did you take a year to work or like did your family support you or do you have family here? Or, like okay, let me let me hear it. So
1: yeah, no those are great questions. Um so after graduating UT, I actually went back home to San Antonio for a year. Mm-hmm. And I I was working, I actually got <laughs> That year after I graduated was so weird. I ended up getting into, like, a MLM business thing, and that was, <laughs> like, weird.
0: Dude, I fell for, like, two of those, man. It's cool. Oh,
4: my God. Well, which one was so it? Then
1: it was ACN. ACN. What, I don't that? know if you ever heard you of sell? it. You sell, like, cable and phone oh, services yeah. and stuff I know like that. they have
2: one for, like, insurance, and then they have, like, the, uh, the knives, Cutco. Yeah. Oh, no, not
1: that one. No, Dude, no. For a second, no, no, I thought no. you
0: said
2: AZN. I was like, what the
0: AZN?
1: fuck? <laughs> yeah, AZN, baby girl. AZN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and then, um, oh, I worked at Coyote Ugly as a bartender. Oh, really? And I stayed, yep. I was on that bar performing and dancing my face off. Right. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was a hard work, though. My friend's yeah. uh, Mom,
2: you oh, still was... on one. You still a location in Texas, Fort Worth. Yeah. Coyote Ugly. Your what? What? My friend's mom, she used to own a Coyote Ugly location. And No way. That's so yeah, cool. I saw like the old pictures. They're crazy there. I mean I'm not I can't go to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways, so continue.
1: <laughs> so so yeah, so around um I think it was on New Year's Eve of two thousand and fifteen. I was at home and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to move to L.A. Like I'm dead set on it. I had been wanting to move to L.A. since I was like 13. Mm, And then so I wrote up this entire plan. how I was going to save up my money and this and that. And then I told my mom and she was just like, oh, my God, like you're really serious about this. And I was like, yeah. And then by May, I had packed up all my shit and I drove my car out here with my mom and another cousin of mine. And um, I stayed with family. So I have a lot of family out here. So that really helped me out a lot. Yeah. So I stayed with family for a year. I was only paying like $300 for rent. In a way that was like a blessing and a curse because I was like, hella still in like party girl mode. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to make that much money because my rent is so cheap and I can party and this and that. Exactly. So it took like, me a long time to move out. Um, Cause you were kind of comfortable, right? Is that- I was hella comfortable. Yeah, yeah I, I got hella comfortable. Even my, my cousin that I was staying with, she was like, "Yeah, I could have done a better job in like giving you some tough love." And I was like, "It's okay. <laughs> it all worked. Out. It wor- it all worked out anyway." So, <laughs> but um, yeah, my family has always been super supportive. They miss me a lot, but um, mm-hmm. thankfully, even like coming from a Latino family, like I've had a lot of support for wanting to do what I do and just like move out. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's not typically like the case in a lot of, uh, Mexican families.
0: What is it usually uh, yeah. like in like growing up in a Mexican family? What would they mm-hmm. normally be doing?
1: Usually, um, very similar to what my mom did. So she stayed with, we all lived in my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Um, even when she got married, my stepdad like moved into the house with us and we, we all just lived under one roof. And then when I was like 12, she finally moved out and so it's usually like that usually just all stay under one roof or really close to each other Mm -hmm. at least and you all just like i don't know you just build your life together instead of like Mm -hmm. going away from the bird's nest so that's
2: that's dope though because you know what's crazy uh growing up i actually had there's a hispanic family like right next to me i was really cool with their son we used to hang out play basketball every day and they took me in Mm -hmm. like family dude because like i mean my my parents are divorced i only have my mom so like I you know, they'd have like cookouts or like on Christmas they'd give me gifts. Like I literally felt like a part of the family. Oh, and it, it's oh. Still, Yeah, it's still man that they, they really mm-hmm. have like a very like warming. Cause I, I mean growing up honestly I don't I didn't really have like a family family. I go in more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, how yeah. is it for you? You you're 18 years old, right? Nineteen. Nineteen. 19 sorry. <laughs> you're savage. 20, Ke- no. Kevin 20. said you were 18, so. Seventeen. Blame him. Seventeen, man. He's, yeah. I mean, you're like 14 years old. How yeah. are you doing it? I'm <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> um, right, man. You know, I'll
2: give you guys a little yeah. bit. Of, but, you know, I'll give you a little like a uh, little life thing. So um yeah, basically, up, drop, it, drop it on us. Give okay. okay. us the full story, man. The full story? Okay. All right. So basically, you know, growing up, I grew up as the only child. um, Forward, Texas. My parents were together till I was like around eight years old. Um, They got a divorce. My dad moved to Memphis. My dad, my mom, I live with my mom in Texas. Still at the same house, everything um ended up getting a dog with my dog to death she's still alive he's like 12 she's getting really old but uh so yeah so my dad mm-hmm. me and my dad still maintain a good relationship he would drive down once a month to come see me it's an eight-hour drive so you know speak I'm really, louder i'm really thankful because my dad <laughs> used to come down and see me um at least once a month and it's, it's and it's an eight-hour drive so Dang. yeah um anyway so fast forward the divorce kind of like you know i was only had my mom and my mom used to work so i only had my dog and like i was the only child so i was home a lot so you know growing up like i said i had my neighbors they took me in like family um and i just i I went honestly i went through like a lot of like little phases as a kid like i I had one phase where like i was a skater and then like a huge gamer phase and then uh just throughout time i just was really able to find myself i never really had like um like not in a bad way like i love my dad and like we still have a great relationship but you know how like a lot of kids like their dad played basketball so like they play basketball basketball's in their hand I never had that. Yeah. Like I picked up basketball just because, like, I enjoyed basketball. I picked up golf because, like, I enjoyed golf. I just, I always used to try stuff. And so fast forward, um, graduation, had a great high school, you know, had a lot of friends. It was a great experience. And uh, after that, I didn't want to go to university directly just because of student debt. And I think college is ridiculously overpriced. Um, So I just took a year to, mm-hmm. you know, do community college. It was paid for um took a year did that majority online and i actually worked at honda selling cars and turns out i'm really good at selling cars so uh (laughs) so i made really good money doing that but i i didn't feel fulfilled and um throughout high school i built my clothing brand up and it was doing really good but as i started to work i started to lose sight of that and i actually kind of completely forgot about it stopped doing anything with my brand for like months and months yeah and uh so i was just like I was just like, I feel like I got stuck, you know, like, like you said, like I got caught up in just doing, you know, just working and like, you know, I lost like my true passion. Mm. And so I I quit Honda uh, back in Texas, um, went to New York, went to L.A. Those are always places that I always wanted to go just because like fashion and like the people that you surround yourself with Um, went to New York. It was cool. But then I came to L.A. and I literally like fell in love with L.A. (laughs) And uh, what did you what did you like about L.A.? I don't know. I just um not only just like the people that you see and it's just like the environment i like i just i honestly just like the city like i like how you can go to the mountains you got the city then you got the beach it's just, mm-hmm. like all in one to me was this when you like f- when we first met was that like when you were um, checking you out la or yeah you- that's actually when uh when when i first when i first met him at, at this uh at uh, the line right we went, we're at lion hotel we actually it's so funny we oh were, my god yeah, yeah. I, dude it, like
0: <laughs> for these faces like uh, what the fuck i had crazy nights there My, everybody <laughs> no, he, yeah, yeah everybody fine. used to go online hotel back in the day gotcha. but we actually know what's really cool about that we actually met through um the jump cut community and he sent out a message
2: he was like hey anyone anyone uh down to meet up in and la because anybody yeah, else hit you up it was, it was me, um just you and i think like maybe one other person said yeah. something but it wasn't nothing serious and I, I don't think so i think it was just you other people said like oh like you should find somebody but like nobody like ever
0: And then we literally, like, shot, we just met, like, literally, like, 30 (laughs) minutes
2: later, we were shooting a podcast together. Yeah. That's pretty fucking crazy. That's so dope. Yeah. Yeah. And then (sighs) just from that experience itself, I'm like, dude, I I would never have that in Texas, you know? And uh, and overall, just meeting the whole people at Jump Cut, meeting you, meeting people like that, it's like, wow, like there's a lot of
4: careers out here that are you know 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 sound. know you know you know you
1: it's skipping. Yeah, there it is. Got it? Yeah, it okay. was skipping. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was skipping.
2: Where did I leave off? Where did you hear me?
1: Um, talking about seeing that there's so many other like creative jobs out there. Yeah, there's just a lot of creators
2: out here. out here and um actually I have a close family friend who um basically he's like my mentor out here now and I knew that I could always reach out to him. He's had a lot of experience in like the whole digital media stuff and I don't know. It's just just a lot, just a lot of different factors, and um, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I felt like this is where I belong. Like it was just more of like a feeling. Like I was like, this is where I need to be. This is like, this is where I know I'll thrive. You know, being at home. I don't know. I'm not sure if I got to this or if you could hear me, but um, like my mom. Like I love my mom and everything, but she, it was very like toxic being at home. Like you know, she wouldn't understand what I was when I was in my room and I was working on like my clothing or like working on like my videos she wouldn't understand what I was doing. And she's like, you need to waste your time. You're not doing anything. You're being lazy. You need to get another job. You need to pick up a part-time job. And in my head, I was like, "Like, I'm I'm trying to do something. It just really kind of got toxic for me, you know, just being surrounded by like like consistently, like every day. And I, I didn't even feel comfortable. Like, like, honestly, I had trouble sleeping at night because I just felt like, I don't know. I just didn't, I just didn't feel comfortable. Let me ask you, Rohan, like, how long have you been away from home now? So I've been home, away from home, for about two and a half months, almost three months. How's your relationship with your mom right now? It's actually gotten a lot better. Yep.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> it's gotten a lot better. It always gets better, man. Even
2: though we actually did get into, like, a pretty heated argument today, but, like, it's very rare. Like, um, we we talk a lot more than, than we did when I was back home. I actually went home for, like, two days recently just to see, like, my dog and my mom. Oh, shit. Sure. And, like, yeah, I went home. And my first day, I was like, oh, man, I kind of miss it. Then, like, after the second, like, my second day, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back to L.A., you know? <laughs> you're like, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, back. let me go get some Whataburger, you know, go see my friends, this, this, and that. And then yeah. after that, I was just like, I mean, it was cool. Like, I had a great high school experience in, like, high school overall. But I just, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy pulling up to high school parties, you know? Even though I'm, like, a grown man, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: you're a grown 12-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, no, but. That's you- funny how that works,
0: huh? <laughs> It's funny, like, because uh, I was actually talking to my mom the other day, mm-hmm. and she's telling me, like, she was so happy that I moved to LA because uh, something changed in my dad, like, uh, all of a sudden, when we, like, when I moved to LA. Um, I'm not sure if it's a distance or that real physical reminder that, hey, he's not here in Boston anymore, or he's not here at home anymore. I don't know, it hits his parents in a different way, and at least, and like, then... yeah. Well, Brittany, let me ask you how how like how has your relationship with your parents or your mom has changed like um since you moved out here?
1: Um well it's just me and my mom and she um in the first year I got into a lot of trouble like out here. It was really <laughs> bad. You're going to a line <laughs> hotel, I can understand why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean just painting that picture for you. Um so a lot of um there was a lot of yelling a lot of not trusting like her not trusting me and then in turn me not trusting myself but then once we worked through it it became the complete opposite like now she trusts me like more than she ever has and same for trusting myself and our communication is just has improved so much it went from like constant like scolding like you're wrong you're wrong you don't know this and this and that to like hey can you talk to me like a human being and listen to what i have to say and this and that and the thing about parents is just at the end of the day they they mean well whether they're like yelling at us or in what may seem to us like discouraging it's all just coming from a place of love Um, and they just want to see us, they don't want to see us get hurt. And, you know, if it looks like we're going to do something tricky or that's like out of the norm, yeah, it can be scary for them. Um, but yeah, just, uh, trusting myself and making better choices and just showing up like has really improved our relationship. That's good. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so important to like, to realize that our parents love us, but at the same time when they give us advice and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. to realize that i guess i don't want to say we know more than them that's not what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is that think about the generation like before us now think five generations before us how much more do we know nowadays than back then
2: right Information has changed? is everywhere it's Information is so much
0: information is everywhere the world is so different right it's crazy and so definitely like, and so like I, I think i've learned to kind of like even from haters too it's just like learn to love from far away like Mm -hmm. learn to love from a distance you know
1: yeah exactly i have a question and oh go
2: ahead okay well i have a a question for both of you guys um whenever you came out to la did you like after a minute did you start to feel lonely and kind of feel like like this is like all like on your own (laughs) look at a reaction (laughs) oh my
1: god i felt i still to this day sometimes i get lonely um I felt extremely lonely. I was like, "Oh my god, nobody understands me. Nobody knows what I want to do. I'm here by myself." cuz I was very close, I still am, but I was very close to my family. And whenever like things got tough, like I they were the first people I would run to. Mm. Um and this being lonely is kind of what got me in trouble cuz I started going out on like dates mm. with just like people just to pass the time. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, like, get mad at myself about that because, like, that led me to my boyfriend now. So, whatever. Awesome. But yeah. it was just, like, sometimes, like, it, like are you doing something because you're lonely or are you doing something because, like, this is, like, good for you and he- a healthy thing?
3: Yeah,
0: gotcha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kevin?
0: Uh, dude, I was hell lonely, man. Like, because my, my quick story was, like, I couldn't find a job back home. And so my friends were like, dude, you should move to LA. I never wanted to go move to LA in my whole entire life, but I just (laughs) fucked through a Hail Mary and just did it. (laughs) Yeah. So I had friends like in the area, sort of, but you know how California is like, it's so spread out. Like I was living like at least like an hour or two away from my other friends and stuff. And so it was really hard. Just like starting all over again. It was, it was really difficult. But um, yeah. what I what I also realized too was like, okay, since I'm feeling like this, there's probably other people feeling this too. So what if I could connect different pe- like p- other people who felt like this together? And we actually mm-hmm. started becoming a lot closer. We formed our own group and shit. And it's just like, you just with time and with I don't want to only say with time, but with time and effort, man, you can do some pretty amazing things. And now I I rarely ever feel that, man
2: that's good see i'm yeah I, i'm going th- i'm gonna be honest with you guys i'm going through that right now like you it's know. like at least like, i mean i was the only child so like you said you had your family to like rely on or like talk to
1: i was the only child as well oh though. you were okay yeah i didn't know that i guess
2: but even back home i didn't really talk to my mom like that so but at least i could yeah. go hang out with friends but over here i mean i have friends and stuff but it's not to the extent to where it was in texas where it's like i can just you know pull up or whatever and just like having that was actually something i really didn't um realize was a was a pretty big factor and uh just like even like i mean don't remember my mom supports me being out here like uh emotionally but um just i can tell like she wants me to like like it's it's a lot like uh, like basically i'm all on my own like everything like everything like all my stuff like it's all like all me and it's just been kind of rough it's almost like are you trying to test me to see like if i can do this by myself or like are you trying to like prove me right like i can't do this right now like i should have did your way you yeah know? do you ever have uh, doubts like whether oh, you can actually yeah. make it work oh yeah all the time but at the same time i i, I have a really strong belief in myself and what i'm doing that like i know that it's it's event like even if it doesn't work out today it doesn't work out tomorrow i know i'm not going to give up i'm going to keep trying different ways oh. or maybe even new or different methods you know to to get what i want done and, and you know i almost probably run across things that you know i might want to do differently but um but yeah i mean most definitely especially you know this is this is one thing that i've actually been thinking a lot about is metrics on social media um especially i mean yeah. you, you you want to do something with social media i mean you have your youtube channel like we all have something correlating to you know broadcasting to an audience and getting caught up in those numbers can really affect your self-esteem it really really can especially if you're not growing at the rate you want to like I mean, because you see because you get caught up in seeing other people like you see, like, right. I, like I might see a kid like grow from like zero to 100K in like a week, like a month or two. I'm like, what the you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, what am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? And then you start to base yeah. everything off of that. But then once you do that, you, you don't have the drive. Like for my YouTube channel, um, I've gotten to the point today where I, I just enjoy making videos. I stopped caring about the numbers. And, and, and it's funny ever since I stopped doing that, caring about like all this, this and that. I've actually been growing more than when I did care when I was like exactly forcing content and uh just I feel like focusing on the craft is something it's just like it, it's really been eye-opening to me because I don't feel I don't I don't feel doubt anymore because I, I I have nothing to base the only thing I can base is my my own work but I can choose whether to fix it or not yeah I can't yeah. Base, like I'm not gonna base like my self-esteem on other people's opinions so exactly yeah that vanity so. metrics man. It's yeah, very true. It, it can really get to you, man, especially, uh, you know, doing social media, YouTube, and stuff for, like, my clothing brand, who's buying this? How, how many followers am I getting? Oh, I used to grow like this, now I'm going like this. It can really, like, take a toll on you as a person.
0: Yeah, you know? that's why I, like, yeah. I feel like... Uh... That self-gratitude, self-love, man, is so fucking important. I know it sounds kinda of woo-woo and shit. But it's true. But it's so sort- I'm all
1: about the woo-woo. I don't care.
0: It's so
3: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but you see you
0: see where it is? It's just like these vanity metrics, right? People are telling you what you should be. People are telling you what kind of content you should create. All this sort of shit. And I get it. There's like a certain balance between the business and like what you want. But at the end of the day, I mean, like, who the fuck cares how many followers you have? Like, dude, I have a pretty small dick channel, but I know, like, for sure, I made more. Th- yeah, Brittany. Have a small dick. <laughs> dick. Yeah. Yo, stereotype, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I have a small dick channel, but I know, like, at the end of the day, like, I help so many people. Like, I get the emails. I like even monetization, like, because I've learned how to really. Kind of developed like a high income skill or how to serve businesses. I, my whole life has completely changed, and I stopped caring about the number of subscribers, um, because you look at look at any gaming channel, right? Hundred percent. Oh my god, so many freaking trolls on those gaming channels, dude. But you know those yeah. hip those hip hop comments on those music videos, <laughs> those are fucking funny. But yeah, it's like the type of people I want to attract. It's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to better themselves in that sort of way, you know? So I'm cool with it, but yeah. I don't know. How about you, yeah. Whitney?
1: I think it all comes down to your integrity. Like if you feel like you're doing what feels right. And for me, I always check in. Does this feel like it connects to my divine purpose? Like am I doing something that is in alignment with what I know I'm here to do on this planet? Mm. And if it's in alignment, then great. And the numbers will come, the numbers will be what they're supposed to be. And that's it. Like, it's as simple as that. Um, I have the same ideals towards like making money as well. It's like, I'd rather be doing something that is in alignment than like, I'm tired of like slaving away, even though I hustle these days, but like, all of my hustles like feel good to me. Whereas before, like I was doing shit I fucking hated to do. Mm. And it's like, what would you rather do? Like I would rather be stick true to myself, what I feel like I want to do and need to be doing, mm. and then the rest will follow. And it it also falls in with that self-care and self-love. Like you gotta start with yourself first, checking in, grounding down, making sure everything's all good. Yeah. because if you don't prime and set that foundation then the rest that follows is just going to be like subpar so that's my two cents yeah
2: <laughs> it's crazy you know meeting kevin <laughs> i met kevin dude When we, we've not we've known each other for only what like half a year maybe or is it, it hasn't been a year no way I like maybe like half a year eight six months six months maybe six months eight months um but just seeing the growth in this guy too it's been completely different too Dude, um, it, dude, it, it oh, feels yeah. like it feels like I'm
0: fucking drinking out of a fire hose and it feels so surreal that everything is real and happening
2: and It's crazy to see like cuz the uh, stuff that he's doing now is stuff that he was like talk like whenever I, I've never seen anybody like maybe cuz he's Asian or what but like wow, like the way how he was taking
0: <laughs> Hashtag <The>, stereotypes
2: <laughs> the way how he was just taking uh, notes and like focused I, I I I I haven't seen that in anybody and and you can see the change in his mindset, the change in his confidence, the change in the way how he speaks. So, it's dope, man. It's only been half a year, so imagine, like, you know, what's going to happen. People are going to come, you know. It's just, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what else to say. but yeah, yeah,
0: I think, like, the... And uh, you guys are talking... I was just thinking about my YouTube channel recently, and mm-hmm. I think I've actually made a huge decision with my channel. Is like, dude, as I grow, I'm just going to document my life. I feel like there's such a huge power and just documenting like the other day like dude i was bringing people tears with my 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 video with my dad Mm -hmm. right but there's so much power in documenting and if i can show like my journey going from like hey i went the stereotypical asian route i went i was a pharmacist i was practicing i was making fucking good money Mm -hmm. but there can be a better way and if i show and document that journey that's all that matters that's mm-hmm. why i stopped so caring dope. about fucking vanity metrics man. that's why people like that right. that's
2: why i feel like vlogging has got so uh, popular it's just because like you see the growth you see the change like you see this this youtuber come from living like in a you know in the hood to like living in like this huge man it's 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 dope i mean people personally i like to watch the journey myself like look back on memories you know yeah. and mm-hmm. even growing up as a kid my mom used to record everything so but then there was a huge gap in my life like throughout my childhood that really wasn't documented. But even if you ask my friends, I was always recording every single thing that we did, almost everything. Um, and I, yeah, you're right, 100%, just documenting the experience. And I feel like people, if people wanna see the journey, people will come. And and the thing that, that with YouTube and anything is that it can really make an impact on someone's life that you don't even know, you know? It could really change somebody's life. Just one person, even if you have like 20 subscribers, just one person it can really affect mm-hmm. your life or change it in a certain way. And to me, that's so powerful. And I know you've experienced, I mean, like you just said, like, you know, with your whole article talking about your dad and stuff, people literally cry. It's it's crazy.
0: It's freaking crazy. Like the other day, um, somebody was texting me. Here, I'll read it. I'll write it right now. But they're texting me. Kevin, thank you. I call my dad, and for the first time, I tell him, and he listened to me. So thank you for doing what you are doing. Apologize if this message interrupt you. His English isn't that great, but you get you get like I get those messages all the time. And that's like I'm not I'm not like, hey guys, three quick t- tips to fix your relationship with your father. You know <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright guys, so that's one. All right, that's guys. weird. You know, like
0: it doesn't it wouldn't come out the same fucking way. <laughs> But you know, like that's that's the power yeah. of documentation. is why people follow people like um, Joe Rogan. It's the reason why people follow g- people like Gary Vee, because they're just I've capturing. They're capturing that that process of the process. maybe they're having a conversation. That's why I'm doing this video right now so people can see like the conversation we'd
2: be having, anyways. Right percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we we would have this conversation yeah. just normally. Like, like this person, Eddie said, Rohan, is it easy for, to get lazy living on your own? And you can't, like, I literally, like, I moved all the way to L.A. I can't get lazy. Even if I want to be lazy, I can't. I feel like I'm failing myself. I'm selling myself short. Yeah. You know, you can't be lazy. Like you said, like, you have, like, 10 different side hustles. I have 10 different side hustles. I mean, you've gotten to the point to, you know, we're all, like, it's it's very, like, you can't be lazy. In order to be successful, I feel like. You can't be lazy. And anybody that's watching her, I'm not sure if you guys watch Gary V at all, but Gary V is very like he's he's implemented like he's like eat shit for, you know, x amount of years in your life, and and just look back and see how far you've grown. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what's really interesting about eating shit? Um, one thing that I've noticed in my life. <laughs>
0: sorry you put me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yo like I think the biggest difference between like me before and me now versus and my other colleagues who want to get out but don't is just because like I'm willing to eat shit I'm willing to eat a fucking dick in life just To, <laughs> I'm just willing to like dude I'm willing to suffer man and I'm willing to do the uncomfortable to make things happen And I think, Mm -hmm. like, I think one of the things for me, right, like, I had a lot of different side hustles, a lot of things I was always doing. But you know what? That was actually what I realized now looking back on it. It was actually a self-confidence issue because if I knew I was going to succeed at one thing, I would have just gone all into it.
2: That's very true and I
1: completely agree with you. With self
2: confident, dude, that was like I actually like literally teared up yesterday. Like I was tearing up because I was just thinking like, like throughout my life, like that's like one of that's always been like my biggest issue is caring what people think. I've always had an issue with that my whole life, especially going up. Like I was like bullied like as like a younger kid, and like Mm -hmm. I always try to fit in and do things, but it just made it worse and. Like, even now, like, when I go out in public, if I'm feeling, filming something, I still feel like shy to like pull out the camera, you know? It's like, I feel like I'm not even, like, I feel like I've told myself this. I've actually told people I know this, like, oh, if I had like a thousand subscribers, you know, or like a certain amount, you know, I could do it because it seems like I'm I'm more established. But at the same time, that how are you going to get
1: there if you don't start? If you 100%, don't even exactly. do it.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, so that's something I I have a battle with every single day, and I feel like every day I get better and better. It's just it's just more of those things that like practice makes perfect. But yeah, my yeah, self esteem was really tied into what other people thought about me. But now, especially being alone, it's really given me a lot of time to just think. I mean, honestly, I mean, if people see you recording stuff, they might think it's weird, but like you're never gonna see him again. Like who cares, you know? Who cares? at the end of the day you're um, in
1: la it's so normal yeah
2: maybe i'm just not used to it i've only been here for like two and a half months and here's the thing too like when people
0: like talk shit or like like say those comments dude it's just projection of their like their own insecurities upon you right
2: that's very true it's almost Mm. like like those bullies and stuff it's like there there's something that that they have an insecurity about or I'll give you a perfect example. When I was a kid, this might sound ridiculous, right? <laughs> this might sound crazy. When I was a kid, my mom used to pack me lunch every single day, right? Yeah. And I used mm. to get bullied because of that, because I'd come to school with a lunchbox. But then now that I'm older, I'm like, dude, their parents would never make that for them, or right? like they would have to eat that nasty school food, so they would pick on me. And I and I got to a point, I literally told my mom to stop packing me lunch, or like I would want to carry it like in a plastic mm-hmm. bag instead of like a lunchbox it was like yeah it was pretty serious and i feel like that's affected me a lot i mean because especially going up as kids i mean think about how much imagination and think about all the things that we've always wanted to do and think about all the people that have like shut us down in life you know yeah. like you can't do this because of that or like you know like or they just try to shun you because they can't do it themselves but um mm-hmm. but now I'm, I'm starting to finally realize that and it's like I, it's like I feel woke, like whoa, like I ended like the whole, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get, I get
0: that, man. And I'm not saying like, like right now, like I don't go through those same insecurities, but it's, it's different. You're now. aware. You're aware. Yeah. So part, partly awareness, but I think there's another level to that. So it's one thing to be aware, knowing that, like, you have your own insecurities, right? But the second part is actually setting up a system to like compensate, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So now, like, I don't do anything by myself anymore. I have like, like I, I've been telling you, like, my my stream knows that I run a sales team, and the team part is the most important thing, because all those all those insecurities that you think you have, it doesn't fucking matter anymore because. Here's the thing. You guys are a team. You guys cover each other's weaknesses, but also it's so much bigger than you two chains, <laughs> but yeah. you know, it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger than you, man. It's not about yourself anymore. And for me, I don't know how you guys are. Everybody's very different, but for me, once it's not about me anymore, it's really about helping people on a grander scale when you have purpose. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. you just you just do whatever the fuck it takes because you know it's not only about you anymore.
1: Right.
0: Wow. Hashtag uh Kevin Kevin V right over here. Kevin V <laughs> I think I've called you that before, Kevin V. Yeah. No.
2: People call me Kevin Locke, people call me Kevin, Kevin V. Yeah. I'm gonna be uh Kevin, Kevin. Rogan. <laughs> Kevin rog- So Oh my god. I have a question for both <laughs> of you guys. What so right now, at this moment in life, where do you feel like you are? Do you feel like you're on the right path? Are you discouraged? Are you like, how like where are you at? Like how, how far do you think you are from achieving your, um, your end goal? And now it doesn't have to be like a physical thing, like a building, but let's just say having, being in a position to where like you have an entertainment company and you have multiple different levels, you know, in, in there. Cause I kind of have like the same concept for what I'm trying to do as well. Mm-hmm. But How, how close do you think you are to being to a point to where you don't have to work any other job? You can be, directly on, you know, like your main your goal. Your goal. Yeah.
1: I feel like I have spent the past 3 years really working on my inner world mm-hmm. and like really focusing on getting rid of all those inner demons and getting that confidence to execute. So I'm right on the precipice. I have everything planned out for my future. And then I've also done all the inner working, so I'm like right there where it's like, "All right, are you gonna do it? Are you mm-hmm. gonna execute it?" Mm-hmm. So I'm at that place, and I feel once I click it on, it um, maybe the next like two, two to three years, I'll okay. be like in a good like flow and be? pace where so, I want to be. Yeah. So, so me,
0: let me ask you, um, he's gonna mm-hmm. ask me, what is that uh, aha moment? What does that exactly look like when you're ready
1: oh um it's a combination of things um it's been a combination of growing spiritually Mm. above all else for me i'm very connected to god and my spirit guides and all that woo-woo shit that you like to call it (laughs) that's
0: cool i'm very spiritual too so yeah
1: Yeah, so coming (sighs) to a place where it isn't just, I'm not doing this by myself. Like I surrender to the greater power and it's help and guidance along this way. Mm -hmm. Also physically, um, I'm in the best shape I've been like probably in my entire life. I, I've been working really hard. I lost 10 pounds this year and, um, yeah. So just putting my body, yeah. Putting my body in a place where I'm healthy and I've got the most energy that I need. um, uh, confidence wise I've been doing so so much like meditation work and um s- like self-improvement like just doing all of these workshops right now I'm working on the artist way I don't know if y'all've ever heard yeah, of this
3: you have it
1: yeah, yeah yeah I'm working on that so I'm just I've been constantly just um, making it to where my inner dialogue is is good to go to embark on this next chapter of my life um and emotionally as well my mental health i i've also struggled with that in the past couple of years um i have mild depression and anxiety so it'll flare up every now and then when i least expect it so working through that as well Mm -hmm. um and then also just getting rid of bad habits that like hold me back and uh So it's just it's it's a cultivation of like improving your your life Mm -hmm. in its entirety and becoming the person that you see yourself being. You gotta lay that foundation first Mm because if you just try to jump into it, which I have done before, and I just like fall right back on my ass. I'm like, oh shit, still got something else to work on. (laughs) Okay.
2: What about you? Where do you feel like you're at?
0: (laughs) I feel like uh I've done a lot of things that Brittany has. Like, working on myself for a long, long, long fucking time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Brittany, I don't think there was ever a moment where I felt ready. Like, ever in my life. Uh, even to this day, like, I don't ever feel, like, fucking ready, ready. You know?
3: Really? Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, It's really crazy. Like, I always feel like I'm drinking from a fucking fire hose every single day. And... uh yeah Yeah, so like i think here's the thing like when you actually just implement or you just take action or you just do the hardest thing that you're supposed to do like there's been times where i just fell flat on my ass but i've picked myself up every single time and the more i actually do that the more reps the better i get at thinking about problems Mm -hmm. the better i get with everything man it's fucking ridiculous Mm -hmm. um I know hundred thousand percent. Like I have so much conviction that I'm headed in the right direction. This was actually what I was supposed to be doing. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's really fucking crazy. Like I'm about to make my, like if things go right, I can make my fuck you money, man. <laughs> like I can make my f u money. My f u money amount is six hundred sixty six thousand dollars per year. I'm not I'm not saying what? I'm close to like, it yet but
1: 666 six, six?
2: yeah it was yeah that's how I remember it I was, that's the LA Illuminati okay y'all wonder how I got to LA this guy had to join <laughs> hey,
0: Jesus
1: um, Christ yeah
0: but that's my that's my FU money and like I never been more clear on all the things I want to do in my life and how to actually get that it's like i think that's
1: what that's what it is that was being really clear clarity oh
0: clarity is equals I've... money son
1: yeah clarity equals ready that's what i feel
2: that's very true so i have a question for you again if or both of you guys i guess if say if something well i already know i already know your answer because you've had but i'm gonna ask you personally um if you like like okay i'll give you like me as, as an example so so Jump Cut was actually having this, what um, was like a fellowship, like a Facebook. So basically it was like a fellowship. So basically, I'm not sure if you got the email. Basically, um, they want people like, they're about to open up a new Facebook ads course where they teach people how to do Facebook ads. And they were gonna take a small mm-hmm. group of people and then teach them how to um, run Facebook ads for, or start a Facebook ad agency and whatever. So it's basically like one-on-one, like you go to their office, you work with them. It's super dope and me and kevin like you know we we met him personally so um you know helped him set up the food and all that so you gonna do that oh yeah we were in there and then we like we kept doing it and like there's like multiple interview processes and like we just kept going and going and going it was like we went through like three or four and so me coming out to la i was like oh i'm ready to go to la get this facebook internship learn how to run these ads network get to work with kong you know they've already ran all these this this and that and literally, I was driving to like through New Mexico, and I got the email saying, uh, "You were not accepted, yada yada yada." And I was just like, looked at, it, I was like, uh but like, I didn't like, I was like, I was disappointed, but it wasn't like, okay, let's turn back around. I was like, mm. "I got, I got that, like, I came here on that plan, but I, I didn't let that affect me because I knew like overall the bigger picture while I was coming here." Um, so I, even though that happened, I still came here. I still live here. I mean, I don't plan on going back home Good. anytime soon. So if, if something were to happen, you say, you say you, you always plan out everything right out. If something were to happen, do you push through, through that? Or do you try to reroute your plan or like, what, what do you, what do you do?
1: Um, <clears throat> I push through it, you know, um, there might be, it's. I've gotten to the point where it's like if something doesn't go the way that I thought it was I'm just very accepting like okay mm-hmm. on to the next thing I was not always that way um I remember the first year that I was here in LA I auditioned for a girl group mm-hmm. and I I didn't make it I made it to the very last round and I got really upset and then so they ended up then they ended up asking me to be part of it and I was like oh my god yay so then I was like super excited hmm and then I got kicked out again. And I was like, what the uh, fuck? So it was yeah. like huge emotional roller coaster. And I've had, I had another huge, huge, like something happened like that um, again. Mm-hmm. And I just had to say like, you know, I can't let, I can't be depending on other people to determine like my fate and like um, also like my emotional like well-being. Like that's yeah. not fair to me. So you just learn to be detached to, like, that outcome. Like, whatever happens. And more just focused on staying, like, just in alignment. Just keep going. You can't get too too attached to, like, any certain outcome. Just have a clear, distinct picture of where you want to go. But not, like, get too caught up in, like, the specifics. And, like, oh, thinking this is the opportunity. No, it might not be it. Maybe it's this. No. And then it ends up being, like, something you never even expected.
0: No, it's so funny when you're talking about, like, attachment to outcome. Uh, I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything in the world that can compare to, like, to the world of, like, closing and stuff. So, sales. Like, whether you get the sale. Oh, yeah. You get the sale. Oh, shit. I'm on this high. And then you don't get – you miss, like, five sales and you're, like, on this – eating shit you feel like you feel like ass man Mm -hmm. but i think the like that's how when i first got into it that's how i felt but i think nowadays like you're right it's just staying in alignment and i don't know i think i've gotten like really good at not being too excited like both ways right right Um, right um i've really learned i've really learned that and kind of honed that skill was really cool.
1: Yeah, same. You have to get used to just like taking it in stride and not getting too excited. And oh my God. Like, even though it's like, I, I I let myself feel that once everything is like set in stone. Yeah. Like, ev- all the boxes are checked. And yes, you're on your way. Yes, you're going to do this. Then I'm like,
0: yay! <laughs> you, want to, you want to know something like deep mind, mind fuck though? Like, like, what's the reason why you're so excited? It's because you feel like like for some people it's a scarcity mindset meaning yeah they're like, exactly they're never mm-hmm. gonna experience mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. ever again but yes as, i
3: yeah
0: yeah but for me like don't get me wrong i'm always so damn grateful like for everything i have but i'm just realizing as i'm getting more and more success it's not like i'm not grateful i'm grateful the whole entire time but it's just that you know i i realized hey there's there's gonna be there's always gonna be future wins in the future you know? there's plenty
1: yeah. plenty to go around yep 100
2: percent. oh yeah you're right yeah. right yeah well i never thought of it like that like you get all excited. yeah because it's it's the scarcity mindset <laughs> scarcity yeah
1: nice. yeah i had a really bad scarcity mindset um especially because i was so broke so i thought like i needed every single opportunity that came my way or else like i was gonna just crumble and fall (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's not the case i i rejected like five different jobs this month because i was just like no 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 (laughs) no don't want to do it and then i got like two better ones that were like way more rewarding and i was like there it is you gotta accept what you feel you deserve
0: yeah well I, i think the same analogy goes with uh even girls and shit right or dating oh yeah yeah Yeah, like dude can't get too fucking excited or like dude it comes off really needy i guess you know it's just like oh you know i don't know how do you feel Mm -hmm. about needy people i guess like when somebody's super super excited like
2: i feel like i have a one through 10 15 they're 15 Well, like, do you mean like in like like as she was like talking to a guy that was needy or like uh just like in general? Yeah, she's on a date. Okay. And the guys. Like oh yeah, girl, hella excited. Girls are okay. I'm sorry. I'm a I'm i I'm an input. Oh, I totally feel like I feel like girls kind of like the taste. <laughs> like they don't like anything that's too needy or like too fast or like too easy. Like, they kind of want somebody. No, maybe not you, but. I, no, I'm
1: I'm agreeing with oh, you. okay. Like no, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Yeah. I'm yeah. agreeing
2: yeah so I, it's true like girls like if you you just gotta like come like just come cool don't don't get all excited like oh my god she's i've noticed that i've noticed that even personally it's like when you come off like that it's like it almost scares yeah. you but then you can't be too it's, much of like away because then they get all. it's weird bro girls are weird <laughs> well because <laughs> it's, not, off, like, it's not it's not attractive yeah well i don't know i don't want
0: i don't want to say too much i mean what do you th- what do you think britney
3: yeah
1: but, well what, what it's yeah like, i want to hear your
2: opinion yeah yeah it,
1: it's, like, I need somebody that's, like, super solid in who they are, and they aren't dependent on any external thing to, like, for their happiness and their energizing. And so, if you're, like, coming at me, like, what can I get from you? What can, what can you do for me and, to like, fill this void I have? And mm-hmm. I need you to, to do this for me. And it's, like, ew. Uh, like, I shouldn't ew. be like Elwa. we should be like adding to each other not like Depending. one person taking and taking and taking when,
0: when i took a relationship course uh yeah so funny uh, yeah when i took a relationship <laughs> course somebody i don't know where i heard this analogy from but you're saying like relationships shouldn't be like addition like a lot of people go out in the world they, mm-hmm. they're looking for the other half
3: Mm-hmm. but
0: how it should be is actually like multiplication you get two whole people and put them together and that's a great relationship
1: uh, ah i like that yeah
2: that is true because well, even i um, agree with that okay you know i'll, give I that, I'll, I'll use this that. as an example Asian, right <laughs> maybe <laughs> one of like my exes like it was almost like she almost like depended on me for her happiness you know mm. and it's just right. kind of like I don't know. It makes it hard, especially when you want to like when things are when it's a toxic relationship and you kind of want to end things. It's like uh, Mm -hmm. it's like it's like do like I don't know. It's it's scary. It's like oh, and then you yeah end up not being happy because you're worried about them and just Mm a whole big old thing.
1: I've definitely been on both sides of a toxic relationship where Mm -hmm. the person I was with was very toxic, and I've also been toxic in the relationship. And so, I don't know, just I have a lot of experience when it comes to shit like that. And it's so nice to be in a place with somebody where we both have that same similar experience. Mm-hmm. And we've also gone through things together where, like, we realized we were being toxic and we worked through that with each other. I've never experienced that with somebody. Usually it's like, oh, I don't like this. Bye. Bye but this was like no like we're like bye. so <laughs> i used to be like that like you're being boy, bye. i can't boy bye i can't do this um so it's taught me a lot about like sticking through with somebody who's like down for you like we're just so down for each other and like our connection is so deep that it's like it goes beyond like our human like faults and emotions like mm. we're we're like gonna work through it together it's like love on a soul level so it's like these these things these human traits and and bad qualities are gonna arise and we're we just we're down to like go through them together and like help each other yeah yeah
2: that's that's rare that's rare to find too you know somebody that you can oh yeah you know, connect with like, that. Rare. I also want to <laughs> say something, Brittany. Like, dude, I think that's really great that like you're able to
0: take responsibility. Like, one of the things that really stuck out to me was, like, Yo, I've been on both
2: sides, you know. Mm-hmm. Not too many people would actually say that sort of shit. That is true. A lot of people are like, Oh, I've experienced, <laughs> yeah, that's being real. That's being real. I yeah, that think. Went, yeah, I feel like I've been on both sides as well. No, I've been perfect, man, my whole life. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm, I'm Asian, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, perfect. yeah. I'm black, no. so you know. You're- yeah, I've been uh, like definitely on the
0: I've definitely been on both sides like and I think for me um definitely on the side where I was looking for my other half. Like when I was talking about the addition thing. Dude, I was so fucking insecure my whole life. Like that's one of the things about being Asian that I'm not sure like a lot of people really get. But it's that feeling no matter what you do, you're never enough. That perfection type of thing, man. Like do mm-hmm. your parents, no matter what you do, whatever report card. Oh, Ling Ling next door is doing uh she's in college already. You are not good enough. And it's not even like it's not even like, okay, my fam my fam like my family was like that. My family was not like that, but being in that Asian community Right. Like dude, it's it is so toxic, like toxic for like for like self love and EQ yeah. does not fucking exist in the in most like stereotype. The stereotypical yeah. asian communities now. yeah because
2: i'm half indian that's you- the same concept same concept yeah,
1: yeah. Are Do you want to know something funny that i've been just like screaming at everybody about because so. like i feel like right now like the whole like society is just starting to get a glimpse to see like the beauty of asian men and i'm like you fucking P-. i've been screaming this like asian men are like some of the most beautiful like people out there and i I, i've been dating asian men since like 2011 Damn, and not that's, to say that that's, I'm, that's awesome. I'm fetish yeah yeah and i'm not fetishizing them because i don't date people just because they're asian it just so happens that like a lot of my friends are asian and i tend to connect with guys who are asian and i just think they're beautiful inside and out like in all aspects so I'm just like, hello, where the fuck has everybody been? And I used to get made fun of for it, like, oh, you like, you like Asian guys? Don't they have small dicks? I'm like, no, like what? Like shut the fuck up, like, (laughs) ugh. So I've just been mad. I've been mad that I was made fun of for it, and like now, like everybody's like, oh my god, Asian guys are so hot. I'm like, yeah, duh.
3: That's funny. Well, that's good. That's
0: good. Cause, like, so there's that. I, I have to be honest too, like when you have like people representing you, like fucking Jackie Chan and like fucking
2: Jet Li. Oh, what the fuck? It's Zeke. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Somebody, somebody in the chat said my guy looks like Ezekiel Elliott and it's Zeke. Right
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny because at my
2: at my old car dealership, my name on like they have like the sales board, and instead of Rohan, it said Zeke. So shout out to Tyrone Ooh. Daquan. I don't think that's your real name, but. <laughs> Hell. That's <laughs> definitely uh, a stereotype, but yeah, go well, ahead.
3: That... No, no, no. I think. <laughs> that's that... funny, dude! It really does
0: look like does not me. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. So you've always dated like so since two thousand. What? What? What's the year? How come
3: you 12? That's
1: a like, long time. Oh, because, okay, I'll tell you why I know this. It's because, okay, when I was growing up, I was in a predominantly, like, Mexican-American community.
3: Yeah. And then
1: w- when I went to college, that's when it was, like, it was UT. It's in Austin. Like, it's very diverse. Um, they have a lot of different cultures and stuff. And I ended up, one thing led to another, and I ended up joining a Asian sorority. So I was like oh, around all God. the Asian girls, the oh, hot-ass Asian girls. All oh, ABGs. Oh, <laughs> was yeah. it the Korean one
2: or no? Yeah. No, it wasn't the Korean one, right? Or was it like the... No, mid- that's
1: Sigma's. Uh, AKD5s were purple, purple and white.
2: Got you. Hey, that Korean so. one, they know how to turn up, though. Okay, sorry, continue. Yeah. Yeah. They do, yeah. They know how to get lit. Becky, U- I love UT. So, U- huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, UT is... Like, I had such a fun time. Um, but, yeah, I... I was deep in the, like, Asian-American, like, community at UT, and I just met so many incredible, like, people, and I got to really see, like, a whole new perspective, like, so I feel like an honorary Asian, because when I see stuff, like, about Asian-Americans coming up, like, it hits close to home, because of just how many, like, friends I have, and, like, knowing their experience, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, like, I get it, like, it, it speaks to me, it's, it's it's weird, it's a weird thing, but, um yeah i've just always been into them i just think i
2: it's honestly okay. like i just think that's very rare no. very rare like you don't i never yeah. i never hear any girls are like i like asian guys you know it's just it's good though I, it's i'm just I think like, we're like, coming up. i'm hearing it a little more these yeah i'm hearing days, it more i don't know i've actually been hearing that a lot more lately i have a yeah. friend um he goes to school in dallas he was telling me he was like bro, i literally get a lot of like he he's, he's like certain girls he gets because just because he's asian mm. it's crazy See, that's
1: fetishizing fetishizing
2: yeah. fetish Fet- how fetishizing. Fuck do you say that way Fetishizing, right no fetishizing fetish oh fetish fetishizing
0: fetish- oh yeah fetish oh, like just because you, like i just like some some girl coming up to you i want to sleep with you just because you're black yeah Damn. yo, <laughs> that's right there, man. Pretty no. easy. No, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but,
0: <laughs> I yeah, that's, I guess like uh, it's it's so like it's kind of cool because um, you know, as an Asian male, like I never really got to hear that, and I don't know, like, growing up as an Asian male too, like through most of my life, dude, it really sucked when, like, it feels like no one wants you like mm, walks mm-hmm. in that way. That is true. Right? Yeah. Even I mean, Asian girls all the time, like, dude, I only date white guys. I don't date Asian guys. Dude, yeah, how many times do you thing. hear that? Asian yeah. girls love
2: white guys. Uh-huh, yeah.
0: They do. And it's just mm-hmm. like so like and this is where like I see the toxic like relationship with themselves and they start lashing out. They're like, dude, fuck fuck these white guys. They're like they're stealing our women. That's what people actually really say that stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. they begin to start developing like I don't know, like kind of like really toxic mentalities. I would put it. You know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Dang, that's crazy. Um, I actually have another call sure. at like at eight o'clock, and I have to pee, so I think I'm gonna have to <laughs> can, out can, can,
3: you,
0: can you vlog <laughs> it for us right now too? Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> hey, <why> one <don't, laughs> the views. Do you
3: do YouTube or now? Do
1: you do YouTube, no! or, now?
0: You, do you do YouTube or now?
1: Oh my god, I used that stretch. Oh All damn. Okay.
2: So true. I
1: have to like I have to like pop my back. Let's see. Like, this I pop- is
2: my chance. I meant to say channel. This is my channel. If you Yeah, you see that RKT, everybody in the chat, RKT, that's me. So y'all go subscribe to me. Let's hit three hundred subscribers, even though vanity metrics don't matter wow (laughs) dude, this whole time we talking about like
0: yo it doesn't matter about the vanity metrics and you're like yo go hit me hit me with the subscribe button i mean
1: but hey if you like it you said i really like this
0: (laughs) i
2: really like this (laughs) (laughs) it's funny asian
0: guys best says troy pock hell yeah my boy tyrone tyrone daquan (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh my god so i guess i guess we can end the. we can wrap it up right now um, guys, if you really like this type of content, just let me know. Just start hitting that like button, comment, tell me what exactly you liked. If you want us to talk about more of these topics, uh, I'll leave links for both Brittany and Rohan uh, at the end Woo! of this. Yeah. So, what? What's your? What's your? You wanna? You want? What you wanna? What you wanna promote, Brittany?
1: My IG. That's the thing I'm like most on, even though I'm hard. No, I'm not hardly on it. Oh. I'm on it. But I'm working on everything. So if you follow my IG, you'll be up to date with everything else that I'm developing. Um it's Brittany Nicole. That's B R I T, the letter K N E E, like a knee. Nicole N-I-C-O-L-E one four. Yeah. That's, that's funny it. how I know I, was about your, to give...
2: I know her Instagram huh? name, like I already knew it in my head. That's weird. Oh yeah. It's like I love Asian guys other. six nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love Asian. <laughs> I love Asian men, six nine, six, nine. <laughs> all right, so for me it's Rohan, <sighs> Rohan K Taylor at, on all social platforms except for YouTube. It's R K T, but R-O-H-A-N K-T-A-Y-L-O-R So yeah, and if you and if you guys want to reach out to me, just reach out and we can talk or something. If hey, you have any questions before before we head out,
0: like, dude, how do you guys like it knowing that uh, I like I have non-Asian guests because I think this is like the one the first times where like
2: I know he has Asian people Dude,
0: it's always Asian people. People always shit on I've me, been here like... for
2: 3 months and he hasn't invited me. It's so only he's like I have to have all Asian. I'm just gonna wax <laughs> No, in the but back.
0: I think it's I think it's pretty cool just to have like different people in my life and it's it's it just a really cool opportunity. So all you guys are My saying...
1: token Mexican girl?
0: No, I have other Mexican girls. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Yo, you want me to fetishize you? Okay. Yeah, you're you're my only Mexican girl. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. i All right.
0: Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you, Rohan. And Thank we'll you see you guys. Later. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Kevin. All Bye. Right. So have Peace.
0: Peace.
2: Oh, no. All right, you guys. So that's about it. Much love. Last words? Any last words? Um, RKT for life. <laughs>
5: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today is Monday Motivation. This is actually an exclusive podcast. Usually, I do a lot of videos where I, or a lot of podcasts where I just take videos and then I basically scrunch it down into MP3 form and then convert it so you guys can listen to the podcast. But today, I'm actually doing a direct audio clip just for the podcast and the podcast only. And, um, yeah man I, I've i been you know I've I, as you guys know I just moved to Los Angeles got my own apartment um I've been working a ton uh you know just trying to figure everything out uh working on my brand as well and and uh yeah just <laughs> it's funny because it's weird now that I'm just talking to the phone or talking to the podcast it's just like you know I only know people who I really mess with they're going to be listening to this um it's just like just stay true to the grind like like right now I'm I'm back at Honda, you know, and I'm I'm selling cars and I'm working, you know, nine to nine or nine to seven every day. But I get my two days off during the week, but there's a lot of downtime. So within that downtime, I'm working on my stuff, I'm working on my passion. And that's one thing that I feel like everybody needs to instill is that it's okay to, you know, work your nine to five as long as you're still doing what you want to be doing, you know, on on the side or While you have downtime at work on your lunch break, your thirty minute, your fifteen minute break, as long as you're taking time out of your day, at least like I mean, you know, you can honestly just work the nine to five, and as soon as you get off at five, instead of going home and playing Xbox or watching Netflix or just relaxing from working super hard throughout the day, if you just work on your shit, you're gonna be at a much higher level, and way more higher than you know you ever thought you would be. And I actually I'm actually going through that process right now. Um, I haven't played video games in forever i love video games like call of duty black ops 4 like i really like i really want to get it but i haven't been playing video games at all lately like i mean i bought um 2k recently and i i played that thing like three times it's just like right now at this time in my life it's not it's not a priority especially money wise it's really not a priority at all so uh i'm just really focusing on my brand which, which is something i love to do and i'm also focusing on i putting out different content and what type of content i like to create and just overall growing, and I mean, it's funny because I I really don't care about the numbers. Like I'm recording this podcast not because like, oh I hope I you know get famous or a huge podcast. It's just like I enjoy doing it. Like this is what I like to do, and if it ever gets to a point one day to where, you know, that where this can be or you know something like what I like to do can become a source of income, that'd be amazing. And that was really the turning point for me because when I started to do everything like YouTube and this this and that as you know like oh this is my source of income i really started to lose the grind and the dedication <sighs> excuse me i i really started to lose like the grind and like the willingness to uh to actually you know pick up the camera and record and edit and post every day at a certain time i felt like i was almost forcing myself to do that because just because i i wanted to grow on social and i understand that consistency is a is a huge measure but um i don't know it's i'm just really starting to enjoy it if anything and if i do start to post every day again it's going to be because i want to not because i'm chasing a number see before i was posting every day because i was like i want to hit a thousand subs and this is going to do this and i like every day i post a video i'd see if i got another subscriber and if i didn't get another subscriber it was like damn you know what i mean it's just like it kind of shot me down so now I'm just posting what I want to post. I'm taking time and effort and putting into stuff that I want to create and post. And you know, I've been enjoying it. It's, it's been a it's been an interesting journey, to be completely honest. And I don't see I don't see me stopping anytime soon. Uh, as far as my clothing goes, I'm I'm taking my time. I'm, you know, going through ideas, making the clothing man that I wanted to do from the jump. Instead of just doing some regular screen printed t shirts, I'm actually going out, getting fabrics, doing all this custom work and honestly, it's been amazing. I've really, really, really enjoyed it. And so yeah, basically the whole the whole reason why I made this for a little podcast podcast is is just to tell you guys uh, you know, just enjoy and trust the process. And that's something that I struggled with for a very long time. And it's I would say I'm struggling with it today, but i'm I'm genuinely at this at this day and this time right now I'm not struggling with it i'm actually I'm actually good like i'm i'm happy i'm I'm genuinely happy I mean like yeah, I'm tired from work like like today is like the first day I've slept in, and I don't know how long like I think in a month I haven't slept in in a month, so I just took this day relaxed slept in, woke up, got on Instagram live. And now I'm recording this because this, this is what I want to do. This is this is dope, man. Like this shit makes me happy. Like waking up, like literally, I'm still in bed. Like waking up first thing in the morning. I want to I want to create. Like that's just what I want to do. And as far you know, I'm working on clothing. I got new stuff coming out. Um, just just overall, man. It's 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 beautiful, and I'm I'm so happy. And I want you guys to be happy too. And even if you feel stuck or if you're not where you want to be, whether if it's acting or modeling or you know photography just never give up man just just love doing it if you love to do what you do you i mean even so even if things do pop off excuse me if things do pop off and you don't love what you do then then what's the point you know yeah but uh that's it for today's podcast i was know it's only six minutes long but um just want to say i love you all keep loving your hearts and keep doing what you want to do and Yeah, so I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.